So welcome to the EMSB Holocaust Education Program uh, podcast. We'll be joined in a second by Chantal Clebro. She's a teacher at Westmount High and also recently honored with the 2023 Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching, as well as a couple of her students, Isatu and Joseph, both in Sec 5. Hello, everybody. Hi. Uh, Chantal, I guess we'll start with you. And really interesting, talk to me about... Uh, your love for teaching, specifically uh, history and the World War II era? Sure. Well, to understand the world today, we need to know where we come from. Um, And what's amazing about history is that there's no one clear history. What's really important as teachers is that we give different points of view and we let students discuss and look at the different voices. And as we know, there's many voices that are missing. So uh, teaching about history is an opportunity for that to get uh, students to think critically about the past, to understand the present, and also hopefully learn from the past so that we don't make the same mistakes. Chantal, tell me a little bit about if we can get into uh, the Holocaust education uh, part of it, and how did you start introducing that to students this year? So for many years, I've been taking students to the Montreal Holocaust Museum. what I'm doing, what I've been doing for several years now is as I do a unit on tensions and conflicts of the 20th century in the contemporary world course. Um, and we look at what were the major events in the 20th century uh, to, to, for students to be able to debate um, and see that the world is a very complex place. Um, what we do is we start off looking at the creation of the United Nations, and we actually look at the genocide of Indigenous peoples in Canada. We then are looking at the Holocaust. Uh, we went to the Holocaust Museum to see, of course, firsthand um, some of the uh, amazing artifacts that the museum has. As we know, Montreal is the third largest city to have the most survivors, right, after, I believe it's after either Toronto or New York and Israel. Um, So it was important for students to see that firsthand. After this, we're going to be looking at um, memoirs from the Israeli Foundation to understand uh, the child survivors' perspectives. And then students are going to be looking at the Cold War and major conflicts of the 20th century, and they're going to be doing some, some research in January. Isatu, what was your uh, knowledge of the Holocaust before um, Chantal's class? Well, my knowledge for it was like I knew that many people were killed, like many Jews, but I didn't know that it was not just Jews that were affected by it. There were disability people. There were Black people that were mistreated. There were even homosexuals that were mistreated too. So like what I really like got from her teaching was that they really just wanted to wipe up anyone that didn't fit into their master race. That makes sense. And Joseph, what um, if you could look back at, let's say the last few months uh, since the beginning of the year of Chantal's class, what was the one or a couple of things that resonated with you the most before? Um, Well, personally, I really enjoy her teaching. And she makes it an enjoyable class that I can actually pay attention to, which is good. I'm going to divert you for one second. What is it about her teaching that you enjoy so much? I don't know. She's just good at teaching, I guess. <laughs> is She's it, able to keep my attention. Could it be the storytelling? Maybe. I don't know. No, but I she's think good at storytelling. what it is, she's very passionate. She knows what she's talking about. She's obviously like been talking about this for a very long time. But she also what was so interesting is that like she can relate back to it because she had recent like she had family that had gone through like the Holocaust. So I think that was and also she is Jewish. So she has like personal effect to it. But like what's so amazing about that, she can 
like basically help us understand who aren't, I guess, Jewish, just understand it's not because you have to be Jewish to like know, to feel for what happens to the Holocaust. You have to, you like, if you're human, you know that like that, what they went through was wrong. It's not about being Jewish, not having like different like perspectives on it. It was wrong because they were human at the end of the day. Mm. And it works on our empathy. Right. Yeah. And Chantal, there's nothing like uh, making storytelling human, as Isa too says. Talk about your style of storytelling. Well, I think when students can hear about personal stories, um, you know, oftentimes in school, we just hear about the same people. But the reality is, is many people have ha have many stories to tell that we don't hear. So when students can hear personal stories, um, I'm always happy to talk a little bit about uh, different people I've met in life, my own family, uh, who's been uh, affected by different moments in history. Um, it makes it more real. Um, I shared with the students that we recently found out on uh, my mother's side that my grandmother's cousin and her family, they all died at Auschwitz. We suspected that for a long time, but we actually got the paper confirmation of that. So I did share that with students for them to also understand it's not just something that happened a long time ago, but it still affects us today because our family is small, um, you know, and, and it affects uh, whenever there's a tragedy or trauma, it affects generations for, for many years. And it's so important that we learn from the past so that we don't um, repeat the same things today, what IC2 said is so very true, that this is not a question about being Jewish or not, but it's a question about humanity and what are important human values that we should all fight and strive for. Also, what's really important about that, too, is like knowing about their existence, like knowing that their existence is not forgotten. That's a huge part that I was getting from her story, from all of their stories, honestly, like from the books that were that talk about Holocaust survivors, like, and not only do they talk about like the Holocaust survivors, they talk about the people that died from it too. It's just to like bring back to life that their stories are like, their stories matter. Well, and the people that tried to help them. The too, people right? that tried yeah. to help them too, of course. Something else about Ms. Glebro's teaching style is that she takes those stories and she makes it, it makes it simple enough for us to understand fully. And I feel like that helps a lot, making it simple enough while also reaching the humane aspects of it. Joseph, tell me a little bit about your experience uh, walking through the Holocaust Museum. Um, I found it interesting because before going to the Holocaust Museum, my main points of knowledge were that um the holocaust happened it killed millions of jews um and those are my main points i knew a bit about um the discrimination uh but not nothing about like the Nuremberg laws that were put in place miss claybro taught that to me but right before we went um but the museum really helped me understand what it was like uh, even even before the Holocaust itself happened, just the um, the ghettos themselves, so people were put into that was that was an aspect I didn't know happened. And the Holocaust Museum spent uh, spent time explaining what the ghettos were, and they had artifacts from people of the ghetto. Um, a piece that I found interesting was um, I forget which ghetto it was, but 
the, the Warsaw. Warsaw, Warsaw. I think it was the Warsaw. Mm -hmm. But people had made their own currency in the ghetto, which I definitely found interesting. Can I just add something, Mark? 100%. Um, I think what's really important when you teach about the Holocaust is I actually do it's maybe 70% before World War II to understand how did we we get to that moment in history that it's not just the actual events, but it's leading up to. And like Joseph mentioned, the Nuremberg Laws, um, to see how can a society buy into hate? How can humans hate? How can we get to the point that we would do that these things to our neighbors and uh, and murder people, not just people of, of one religion, but all, all people um, and all these people who supported it. So it's something important that students need to look at today is, is what messages are they being fed um, online? And to be critical thinkers, they're going to be the ones to go out and vote in the next election. And they need to, to really think about what kind of society do they want to live in. So for us to be aware of these things so we don't um, allow that level of hate uh, to to, to happen again right and also in the museum propaganda like you could see how much of an influence it had back then because they really not just through Germany but even through France they made like throughout the whole world they made people really hate Jews and that's one thing because I always ask myself that question like why Jews why oh not it's not only them but why specifically them but like it was because of all the hate that was surrounded by them and how they all like just fed into it. Uh, somebody mentioned propaganda. Somebody want to talk to me about the spaghetti tree? Oh, the spaghetti tree. Yeah, she showed us the video of a spaghetti tree. Oh, yeah. Of spaghetti. Like, yeah. Right. And then I feel like even watching that, it was like, even though I knew it was not real, but it was like... It was an ad. It was, yeah. It was an advertisement about... Spaghetti's uh, going spaghetti's on going on tree, yeah. Yeah, the spaghetti harvest. Yeah, spaghetti, spaghetti harvest. harvest yeah. That's what and it was it was funny looking at it because um most people know that spaghetti doesn't come from trees, but what? the video made it so, so believable that if you didn't know anything beforehand that spaghettis didn't come from trees, that you would believe spaghetti came from trees. And it's amazing how relatable that could be in 2023, right? Yeah, right. especially with the influence of social media oh, and all the social uh, influencers. Um, yeah. Uh, Isa, too, I didn't get to you. What was, if you could pick, I know it's really tough to pick one moment, but if there was one moment or maybe one artifact from the Holocaust Museum that had the biggest impact on you? I guess I could talk about the heart, like... Uh, what's so special about like that heart? Uh, what is it called? Again? The heart of Auschwitz. The heart of Auschwitz. Basically, like it's it was it's a power. It's so powerful because like a lot of women's names were written in there just in case like anything were to happen to them, and they like like it showed how like it was very little because they had to hide it underneath their armpit but it just shows that anything like that little could be taken away from them so that something so little was so powerful because of how many names of uh people were in there who have were affected by them and that means that their their lives can still live on throughout that paper because people can say that because a lot of times uh, in that time, they didn't really think of Jews as people. And also that was very discriminatory towards their names, their culture. So like, I think that was the only thing they had a part of them was their identity and their names. So that being written underneath, uh, being written 
in that little heart and also being hidden so that afterwards, like later on in the future, it was found. Then afterwards, that means that their names still live on. And I think that's a beautiful thing, honestly. Something else I find powerful at the heart of Auschwitz is that even though it was something so small, if it was found out that they had that and that the women were participating in it, they could have been killed because of it. But they still did it as a form of rebellion in a sorts. And I find that powerful because even in those dire situation, in, in that dire, dire situation, they came together to make the heart of Auschwitz, even though it could have potentially been horrible for them in the future. Chantal, you must be so proud uh, listening to both Joseph and, and Isa to um, talk about what you've taught them and the lessons that, that they've learned. Absolutely. Um, what's so important, I think, just building on what they were saying about the heart of, heart of Auschwitz is always having hope. And those women were in such an un unbelievable situation that none of us could even fathom to, to try to imagine what that was like, but they had hope. And I think that's what I'm hoping students see is that even when we have difficult moments in life, in society, in the world, that there's always hope that the light will always push through the darkness and together we can we can do better and we have to do better. And I, I believe in the students that uh, together we, we can do better than, than what we see out there. How do we make sure, uh, Isa too, or Joseph, how do we make sure something like the Holocaust or any genocide never happens again? Um, I believe it's to stay informed because we now live in the age of information through the use of technology and the internet. Because um, back then, a major problem uh, that led to the Holocaust was that people were uninformed and it wasn't easy for them to access any sort of information that came from people that were being affected by it in that moment. Lots of people didn't know it was happening. So nowadays, to prevent something from that happening again, People need to stay informed and really, really ensure that nobody can t nobody can use propaganda like that ever again. Yeah. And also, like, listen to each other. Like, that's the only thing that I feel like nobody did. Everyone just believed one person. But they what I really don't understand is they didn't even give the Jews a chance to speak out and talk about what they were going through and but the only thing is no one wanted to listen to them no one wanted to hear their struggles and pain because I feel like um when you're so high privileged and you don't even know it you don't want to recognize someone who is hurting obviously like that's some that I don't know something that people have but I feel like when you recognize someone else instead of your own and just look at their story and try to think of yourself being in their shoes or think of like you're you going through that and like like imagine like you you're by yourself and you have no more family just like putting yourself in their shoes could really change a perspective of the whole situation i feel like i could talk to you guys forever chantal uh, you're <laughs> yeah. so well-informed. Um, as we wrap it up, uh, tell me tell me your thoughts. Well, I hope um, that as we go forward, that uh, education is so very important. Um, 
I hope that as a society, we can be value education <laughs> more than we are right now. Without education, we don't have the foundations of a strong society. The youth are our future, as we know, and we need good educators, a good government that supports education and fosters learning and critical thinking in, in our youth. And I'm sure when we do that, we're going to have a great future that will benefit everybody, no matter their, their level in society. So I have great faith in the next generation who's going to come up because they certainly have interesting capabilities and we allow them to, to participate. They can do great things. Joseph Isatou and Chantal Clebro uh, from Westmount High, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. No, thank you. Well, thank you this for is, having us. Yes, thank you.